The quality of your life depends on the quality of your relationships. The people you surround yourself with will define the quality of your life. Last year, we said we we're going to focus on personal growth. This year, we're going to focus on collective growth. How are we going to grow together? How are we going to grow together? We know that church is people. Church is not the building. Church is not programs. Church is people. If you go to a place and you feel like it's caring, you feel cared for, it means the people are caring. It's not the place, but the people. My, my wife and I went to a church in, in New Zealand. We went to speak to a church. And after the service, a group of young people came after us, running after our car. We love you. We love you. They were so welcoming. Like, they were singing songs for us. They were, I, I love New Zealand. <laughs> we should go back. Someone came and put his face to me, on my face like this. That they had tradition, I was like, oh. <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> It was strange, but I understood the heart behind it. We felt loved, and we always think of going back. Like, we, we, feel, we felt home because the people, we don't even remember the building. I don't even remember what the building looked like. But the people were welcoming. Uh, no, 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 no. We are not expecting you to do that. We are not expecting you to be the nose, <laughs> to do the nose thing. <laughs> <laughs> but our attitude can become a barrier to people who want to follow Jesus or want to know God. Or our attitude can become a bridge for people who want to know God. So you'll become a bridge if you position yourself in the right place. So how do we do that? We need to build strategic relationships. If you want to be the right person at the right place at the right time, you'll need to build what I call the cross friendship. Not close friends, but cross friends. The, the friends that you build because of the cross and around the cross. Everybody can't become your close friend. <laughs> That's impossible. But everybody can become your cross friend. So I, I, I will define that. Yourself, you are at the center with Jesus. Jesus is the purpose of it. That's why it's a cross. Because the cross of Jesus is at the center of those relationships. Jesus is the purpose of it. You are doing it as a disciple, not as a convert. As a disciple of Jesus, you are building cross friendship, cross relationships. Jesus is at the center then this is what you do. This is how to identify your four cross friends in your first journey. Four cross, how to identify your four cross friends, cross, not cross, cross friends <laughs> in your faith journey. <laughs> how to identify them. And the first group is on your right. On your right, you have people you are connected to. These are the people who agree with you. These are the people who like you. 
not everybody is connected to you and not everybody will be connected with, to, to, to you. Stop dreaming of making everybody liking you. Even Jesus was not liked by everybody. So feel comfortable to know who agrees with me, who is with me on the journey. In the church, we understand that we have three groups of people. We as pastors, we've learned one thing. We have people who agree with us because of the mission of Jesus. There are people who love the, 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 the mission of the church or the vision of the church. They love Jesus. Great. We are together. There are people who don't like the things that are out there, so they are with us because of what we all dislike. Does it make sense? They're against what we are against. They're not for me. They're not for, for what I stand for. They're against what I'm against. And it's fine. We are still together on the journey. We are still connected. Why? Because we are against maybe Satan. <laughs> or maybe you are against the things that you see out there. You think it's just too much. So let's join our hand. Let's join forces and fight the same enemy it's still fine as church as pastors we understand that not everybody is with you because of the mission some people are with you because they stand against what you stand against for a season it's good and the last group of people are the people who are with you they love you just you they like you if you move there they move with you if you go there they go with you because they are with you or if in life you find two people like that you are blessed two or three People who, who are there for you, they like you, like they, they stand with you as a person. You, you are blessed. We don't find many people in life, in your lifetime, people who are for you. In my lifetime, I've met so many people who stand for what I stand for. And I thought they were standing for me. Then the, something happened. Oh, I realized, no, we were together because we were standing for one thing. They were not for me. They were for what I was for. And it's fine. So this year we're going to discover these people in our lives. Who are the people who stand for what I stand for? Who are the people who are against what, I, what I'm against? And who are the people who are for me? It's okay. It's okay to understand that it's still connected. You're still connected. Value those people. Value those people. And not everybody will fit in those in that category of connected. Under that category, we'll see connect groups. Belong to a connect group. People you meet every week outside of church services to discuss the word of God. Under that group, we see people you read the Bible with. It's okay. Two, three people. Maybe you, you have a busy schedule. You can't attend connect group, but you can find one or two people in the church. You meet, you pray together, you read the Bible. That's still working. Then, you, 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 you attend church services on Sunday. It's still connected. You stay after the service. One hour after the service, we ask you just one hour. So that's connected. On your right, you are connected. To your left, you are connecting. This is where you try to identify the people who might become the connected in your life. I, I tell our leaders in the church, when you stop recruiting on your team, know that your team is about to die. You don't know. It doesn't take long before you see, oh, I remain with one person. <laughs> <laughs>
Because people move, you know, people move, people change teams and all that. When you stop, when you're, you're in, your entry door is closed, you don't keep people in for long. Always try to find new people to come in your circle. And we need to be intentional about this at church. After the service today, try to say hello to someone that you haven't spoken to before. Or someone in the last four weeks, you just forgot to say hello to them. Just ask them how they're doing. Someone new to your left, always make sure you are connecting. Always make sure you are looking for new people. And it's okay if people don't connect, you know? It's okay to let go. If you see that you've tried, people don't connect. We, we will not all feel the same about each other. There is a chemistry. Sometimes you don't just... You can love everybody, but you can't like everybody. Behind you, you are being followed. You intentionally help someone to make a step you've made before. It's not complicated. Just look behind you, look around you and see, is there anyone who is trying to do what I've done? Is there anyone who is trying to get where I've been and help them make that step? Step? Step. Step. Oh, English. Help them make that step. <laughs> Let me give you some examples. If you are regular to church and someone doesn't have transport, give them a lift to church. Ask them, can I pick you up on Sunday? Some people don't show up on Sunday simply because they don't have transportation on that day. If you realize that someone is not attending, you have made a step in your faith, or you have what they don't have, ask them if you can pick them up. Simple. Just give, give a hand to someone. Make sure someone is following you. And th this has nothing to, to do with you being the boss or being in control. It's just helping someone to make a step that you have made before. I believe the pastor can't do that for everybody. But we can do it for each other. This means if you are mature, if you are a mature couple and you see a young couple coming to church, you can start praying for them. Behind you, make sure someone is following you. Or some people are following you. It can be two, it can be ten, it can be whatever you can handle. And then in front of you, make sure you are following. It means make a choice to learn from someone. Make a choice to learn from someone. I've said this in our church before. I will, I will say this again. And I think this is a big problem, first with men. Men have an issue with this. And secondly, the, the individualistic culture in the West tells us it's my life. I do what I want. That's how we are trained. We begin to look for a job for our children when they turn 14, 15. So they can earn their money and decide what to do with that money. It's good to help them grow and learn responsibilities. There are many benefits of the individualistic culture. We help people take responsibility. When you turn 18, you have to get out of my house. And if you don't, I will kick you out. That's the, that's the Western culture. And we say we are teaching them responsibility, which has got some positive side. I'm not against it. I'm just displaying how I see it. The collectivistic culture in the East, which is Africa and Asia, everything is connected to someone. Before I go to school, I need to ask, how is this study going to help my family? 
everything is connected. And your parents can say, no, don't become a teacher. Become a doctor because you will be looking after my leg. Things like that. Everything you do is about the family. <laughs> everything you do in the East is about the family. Don't marry that girl. I want that girl because she will be helping me. Mom, my wife is for me. I, I'm not going to look for a wife for you because she can do this for you. Okay, that's another topic for another time. But you get it. <laughs> the collectivistic culture, everybody thinks about everybody. Like People are interconnected. So you don't, you don't just do things on your own. And your auntie has a say, and your uncle has a say. <laughs> everybody has a say in your life, and you respect that. I, I think... Africans and Asians, you understand what I'm talking about. But, but in the West, it's different. It's my life. Careful. I need my space. My problem is I'm raising Western kids coming from Africa. So I need to balance that all the time. You can't force your collectivistic culture and you can't let them just go lose in the individualistic culture. No. No, 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 no. This is my house. Oh. Okay. They <laughs> I have a headache. <laughs> so, when we talk about following, I know in the head of most men, it starts to tick. Ah, what is he saying? Does he want to control my life? Does he want to? No, no. I don't want to control your life. I, nobody should control anybody's life. We are asking you to find someone who has made steps in his life, someone who has made some progress in certain areas that you can listen to, that you can be vulnerable to, that you can be accountable to for your own good, for your own good. If it's marriage, find a couple, find someone you see, their marriage is good, go and listen to them. Ask them what you've done, what they've done so that they can help you. If it's business, some, find someone who's done well with business and listen to them. Be ready and willing to ask for help. Account without accountability, we destroy our lives. As I said, not everybody likes me. Not everybody will feel comfortable to sit with me. Find someone in your life you trust. And be accountable to that person and talk life and, and find, find a way they can help you to make a step that you, you, you need to make. It's okay. It's not about age. Let's put the pride down. We want to pray that the church will understand this accountability is needed. Every human being needs accountability. We need to be accountable to someone. Find someone who can help you. Follow someone. I know the culture tells you it's your life. Nobody has a say. We are not following the Western culture. We are not following the Eastern culture. We are following the kingdom culture, which is in the Bible. It requires you to be humble. You know the first test of humility? If you are getting what I'm saying. If you are being offended by what I'm saying, that means you have to work on yourself. You need to work on yourself. Every human being needs help. We all need someone we can talk to. Everyone. So regardless of the culture you came from, we are encouraging you to follow. 
Sit with someone. Talk through things. Follow. Be accountable. Make yourself accountable to someone. And pick that person for yourself. Like we're not saying everybody should go to so and so. No. Pick that person for yourself. Pray about it. Pray about it. And, and see, who, who, who can I journey with? Who, who can I sit with? Who can I pray with? Just allow someone to speak in your life. Someone to encourage you when you need encouragement. Someone to open your eyes when there is an issue that you need to, del- to deal with. I, I, I voted the word rebuke. If we are going to become the people God has called us to become, if you're going to grow in our faith, and if you're going to make an impact in our lives, we need to make sure we connect ourselves to the right people. And this is what I'm talking about. Our relationships matter. Cross friendships. On your right, you are connected to the right people. To your left, you are trying to connect. Always try to connect. Behind you, you are helping someone. And in front of you, make sure you are accountable to someone. That's healthy. 